0: Hello and welcome to a possibly very uncomfortable Slow Your Roll. That means nothing to all you listening, it's just we have a different setup today. Oh but yeah. It is Tuesday, October 11th, spooky season. Uh, I am Jesse Caulfield, writer for the Yaki Report. I'm here with Dominic Lorenzano here on a Tuesday, which means we got to see the Monday night football disaster. <laughs> uh we're gonna talk i mean a little bit about that maybe a little spoiler there huh but we're gonna talk i mean football obviously mm-hmm. it's that time of year we're gonna talk a little chargers staley mm-hmm. again we're gonna talk some uh, giants some green bay the london game uh we're not gonna talk the game but we're gonna talk buffalo and what they're up to and where they're scheming about and um dom's gonna take back everything he said about mike
1: mccarthy no, uh, relax. That's not what I'm going to do. But oh, okay. Okay. And obviously we're going to
0: talk <laughs> baseball. We're going to talk the, the wild card round. We're going to talk divisional round. Yes. And uh, with that, I guess
1: uh, I'll let Dom take it away. Just All start right. start the show. Thank you very much, Jesse. I wish Good Dokes was here for this one because I'm going to start today talking about something we don't talk a ton about. That's the New York Jets. And something we've never really done is talk very positive about the New York Jets <laughs> But I'm going to tell the Jets fans something. You have something to hope about for once. There are certain boxes that you need to check in football in 2022. You need a D-line that can get after their quarterback. Obviously, you need a good head coach, a competent quarterback, and weapons on the perimeter. And, I mean, having a run game is helpful, too. But you need weapons on the perimeter mainly. The Jets are starting to check a few of these boxes. And the other thing that they're not doing that they always used to do was let's draft a young quarterback and let him try and save the franchise. But now it's I mean, they won yesterday despite uh they won on Sunday. Zach Wilson was fourteen of twenty one for two ten. That's not amazing. They didn't ask him, they didn't ask the kid to carry the team. They've drafted very well. They have Sauce Gardner, the corner, who's been great. They've had two great drafts in a row with this new GM Joe Douglas. Um they're able to get a pass rush now, and they ran the ball very effectively against Miami yesterday with Hall and Carter. Now, we don't know about the coach yet. He's clearly not a disaster. I don't know how great he is yet, but it's not a disaster, which is already an upgrade for what the Jets have usually been doing. And Zach Wilson is looking like he's starting to get better. I mean, heck, he had a great game with the Steelers uh, playing against the Steelers the week before. He had to come up with some big throws and big drives in the fourth quarter. He was able to do it. He's cut down on the turnovers. So today, the Jets are starting to check some of these boxes. And it's a good day in New York if you're a Jets fan, because like I said, there is hope on the horizon here. Now, you always have to be worried that the owner is going to jump in and do something stupid because that's what that owner does. But right now, at the top in the front office... You have an A-plus GM. You've got a D-line that's legit for real and can get pressure on opposing quarterbacks. And you have an excellent run game spearheaded by the young Hall. And Michael Carter is not a bad second option in the run game. So you have three of the boxes checked. And two of them look like potentially they could be check marks by the end of the season. So... I'm going to say that this is something with what? When is the last time we've talked positively about the Jets? When Rex Ryan was the head coach? Never in my life. I mean. Even yeah. when they're good, I wouldn't say good things. I mean, yeah, but like, I mean, you know, the Rex Ryan, Mark Sanchez, they did, they did beat the Pats in a playoff game. It was a fluke. It was a bit of a fluke. It was, it was and I think most was, of us thought that team was, you know. Nonsense. Limited and had a, a cap to what they were going to achieve. But was crap. that was the last time the Jets were any good at all. And right now, like I said, there's about five boxes that you need to check to be a good team in the NFL now. And it looks like the Jets are on their way to check in maybe all five of them eventually. But I think they got three of them checked already. So it's a good day. It's a good day in New York. I mean, the Giants aren't uh, a train wreck anymore either. So yeah. clearly it's a good day for them. Buff- they're,
0: Buffalo's they're, good.
1: Buff- well, yeah, but Buffalo's been good.
0: But, like, it's still New York. No, that's true. So that's it's, true. It's a good time to be a New York football fan, I guess. Apparently. Yeah. In any form.
1: Yeah. Clearly just not as bad as it's been the past, like, five years.
0: But, I mean, I'm going to push back a little bit. Yeah, go for it. Because, like, if you look at their schedule, week one, which I know, like, Zach Wilson only just got back. But they they look kind of, I'll give you a little bit. They look good with Flacco. Mm-hmm. But, like, come on. Uh, they beat the Browns week two. But, like... Did they beat the Browns or did the Browns brown? Mm. I think a little bit of both because that game was over and the Browns somehow lost. And uh, to be honest, I've a little bit I've I've pulled back on how much I've hyped up Stefanski over there mm. in Cleveland. But anyway, that's a little bit of a different conversation. So I unlocked my phone again. Mm. Uh and then week 3 they looked uh vintage jets Against the Bengals, mm. um, and then their other win was against the Steelers. And we there's good things about the Steelers, mm-hmm. and yet every week I'm more and more I'm just saying to myself, "Wow, this is a bad team in Pittsburgh," mm-hmm. and I understand why. Like you went from Mitch Dubisky who sucks, mm-hmm. nice guy, and now you have Kenny Pickett, who's you know right out of college, uh, you know as pro ready as he is, like. There's only so much you can do in your first like, start or two in the NFL. And then you just blew the doors off the Dolphins, who we like the Dolphins, but, I mean, they were down to their third-string quarterback. Yeah. Um, and the Dolphins are still a little sus to me. They're, not, they're, they're too good. I don't care that you beat Buffalo, even if you were healthy. So you're right. There's some dynamic players there. You have a great corner right out of college. I we both like Zach Wilson. We just think he's gonna die. Mm-hmm. Um, Brees Hall is you know doing good things,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I mean the wide receiver core is okay. More, I, mean, I would say it's
1: better than okay. I, I mean, don't think there's a clear sensational number one, but I think they got a lot of good options. Corey Davis is good. Corey Davis is good. What Wilson the, has been good, and they have Elijah Moore as a third option. That's not a bad he, wide receiving core. He, he exists.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and, uh, but it's, you know, we'll see. It's a lot of we'll see because, you well, know. That's why
1: I said you got about five boxes to check, and I think they've checked about three of them. Now, the last two are maybe the most important, but it, they at least look like they could be check marks. They are, they're not disasters. Wilson looks better, and Robert Solid clearly is not a disaster.
0: I guess he learned something last year.
1: Maybe. Clearly. But like I said, weapons... Great front office, A-plus on the front office right now, at least at the GM part. Like, owner, you know, that's that's wacky land. but <laughs> And then good D-line and a great corner in Gardner.
0: You usually talk about uh, offensive line, too. Like, you know, that's a staple of our, of our, I mean, of our stable franchise. And-
1: I mean, yes and no, because now Cincinnati was able to make a Super Bowl with a bad O-line. And everybody's O-line is kind of like, Meh.
0: But is that everyone's fault? No. Like, what, qu- quarterbacks are dying.
1: Well, I mean, like, you can't have a garbage O line. And I don't think the Jets O line is garbage anymore. It's not terrible. It's, it's not, not great, the, but. It's not the ones we're really talking about. But
0: they're the one of the people that suffered. I knew it was preseason, mm-hmm. but they suffered a quarterback injury. Yes. That seems to be a staple of. this coming, Josh Allen. I know. Of uh, being in the AFC East right yeah. now. You're going to lose your quarterback at some point. Um, but, I mean, I, I see your point. You're right. This is probably one of the best Jets teams I have seen in, I think, yeah, the Rex Ryan years. <laughs> um, but, like, you know, it's still the Jets. So, like, I'm going to wait and see. All
1: right, I got you because,
0: 100%. Because, like, here's the, one of those boxes you checked is we don't expect that box to really stay checked. And that's Zach Wilson. Okay. Because we're like, he's fragile, he's small in their offensive line. And, you know, it's also made worse by the current situation Yeah, in this NFL offseason of, oh, we got to put extra pads on the linemen yeah. in training camp for some reason. Mm-hmm. Got to protect them.
1: No, I get you. I get you. But the thing is, I mean, like I said, they asked Wilson to throw 21 times yesterday. That's not that much. They're able to run the football. So that takes some of the pressure off Wilson. You can't just pin your ears back and just expect that, you ha- that you're going to a pass rush every single play. So that's going to help Zach stay upright and healthy as well.
0: But until a healthy Zach shows me that he can, all right, this is a tough game for the Jets. Which I know, like, the Steelers one kind of was. Yeah. But, like, you know, can can Zach Wilson make a comeback? Mm. We talk, You talk about, like, oh, can Lamar Jackson and down win a game with his arm? Can mm. Jalen Hurts do that? Can all these quarterbacks— we like his arm better than these people, but can can
1: Zach Wilson, mm. the player, do that? Yeah, like I said. So I, I we, we you're, gotta you're, wait you're, on that check mark. You, but you might check this we, promise.
0: You're checking some of these boxes, also. I feel a little premature. Like put it in pencil. You're putting it in red ink. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Wait. Like so you can erase it.
1: Oh, okay. Later. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel pretty confident that I can put in pen <laughs> the GM is an A plus. Okay. The GM is an A+. Okay. But anyway, with that, we will move on. Jesse, news for the week. Let's go. Rapid fire news.
0: (laughs) Rapid fire news. Start with uh, maybe some of the biggest news coming out of this week in the NFL. Matt Rule. Uh
1: He's been fired
0: after, what was it, three seasons? Yeah. uh, Three seasons.
1: Of his
2: seven-year contract.
0: Yeah. He's due $40 million. (laughs) uh, The statement was him and the Carolina Panthers officially parted ways, Mm -hmm. as they do. He was fired. But also, uh, more NFL news. Uh, let's start with uh, the Colts and the Broncos on Thursday. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was the greatest game ever played. Yeah. Um, Colts won in overtime, and the Broncos fans were leaving before overtime started. It was great. <laughs> also, stop putting games on streaming services. You stupid SOBs. Uh, also, more news. We talked about it. Jets smashed the Dolphins 40-17, to and Miami lost Teddy Bridgewater. As well, he lasted about three quarters. Yeah, for Miami this year. (laughs) All right, more NFL news. Eagles, only undefeated team left, and still remaining. They beat the Cardinals twenty to seventeen. And speaking of Cardinals, they got swept by the Phillies. Yeah, like that transition in the wildcard round, and now that is the end of Pujols, uh, Molina, and Wainwright's careers, and they ended with a whimper. Uh, More. MLB news, speaking of getting... Because Ryan Helsley got tight. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you still didn't do anything in Game 2 either.
1: I know, but I don't know. After I watched the way that happened in in uh, in Game 1, I was like, the series is over. I guess. You you figured these old men would be like, come on, guys.
0: Let's go. That's what they're supposed to do. Anyway, speaking of getting swept, uh, the Blue Jays embarrassed themselves to the Mariners in heartbreaking fashion. That was hilarious. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Guardian swept the Rays and gave up one run in 24 innings. Speaking of embarrassing. And then uh, Padres, in the only series that win three games, defeated the Mets. Robert ain't here. Uh, Defeated the Mets in three games. Uh, Last little bit here, moving on to NHL news. Uh, Matthew Barzal, he signed an eight-year, $73.2 million deal with the Islanders. I saw some Bruins fans on Twitter saying, like, oh, Matt Barzal, we can get that guy that we missed on the draft. No, we, we were never going to get him. He's going to be an Islander for a while. And actually, NHL starts tonight. So, get hype. <laughs> and that has been Rapid Fire News. Uh, it takes right into the Patriots. Yes, it can. So... Uh, as great as that was, shutting out the Lions, I don't give a damn we shut out the Lions. 29 nothing. blah, blah, blah. Like, the defense, I'm actually pretty excited okay, about I, that.
1: I was going to say, you should be excited about the defense, because that was the number one scoring team in the NFL. But! And Amon Raw was back, wasn't he? He wasn't, come on, he wasn't health, totally healthy. I know and, we, he and we know it. Even Josh Reynolds wasn't
0: totally healthy, and we know it. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. Jamal Adams is having a career year, and they didn't really use him. No, um, I don't know he just he just wasn't really on the score so like yeah I'm a little hype about the defense but at the same time like should, should you have been the number one scoring offense
1: or was he, I, I don't think that was going to last for
0: the I mean Lions.
1: I think it's gonna last because their defense will continue
0: to not stop anyone so they were always just no but like outs. it's gonna come down they're <laughs> okay. not they're not gonna score 30 points a game oh yeah and I I think they were just Playing above what they are actually worth here. Okay. I don't even care that DeAndre Swift has not really played much at all. Like, I just here's the thing: when he comes back, I kind of think they're still going to go with Jamal Williams a lot, even though they didn't use him uh, on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, because Jamal Adams is just going off. So why why would you not keep yeah. riding that wave, even with Swift is healthy? But like, uh, it was still, everything is going to come back to, yeah, that looked good, but that was the
2: Lions.
0: That was the Lions. And, I don't, I I just, I, it's just the
1: Lions, man. Okay, There's right. not much more to say. It's just Well, I mean, the listen, Lions. I'm not out here saying now, I think New England's about to make we the playoff. St- we still suck. But, I don't know. But I mean, I, I just want to ask you a question. Are okay. we any worse with Bailey Zappi than with Mac Jones?
0: Uh
1: come on. Yes. I don't know. Yes. Only because Mac has been turning the football over. Yeah, but that's because Mac trusts himself too much. I mean, okay, I don't I, give a I don't give a crap about why it is. The I fact think- of the matter is Whether it's Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones, the Pats have to play a certain way in order to win, and that is largely mistake-free, win turnover, and win time of possession. If Mac's going to turn the ball over two, three times a game, then Bailey Zappi is the better option. Yeah, but Mac... I'm not saying there's a quarterback controversy right now. Let's calm down. I'm just saying that I don't think that there's a a massive difference between Bailey and Mac Jones at this point.
0: Uh, I mean, I guess not a huge difference. But, I mean, Mac, come on. You think Bailey Zappi is just as talented as Mac Jones? And we don't even think Mac Jones is the most talented quarterback. But, like, I don't know. Bailey Zappi also cannot put any zip on that ball. No. He's hitting wide open receivers. I don't know. I kind of just feel like the offense is progressing and Bailey Zappi is
1: getting it at a perfect time. And, you know, actually, my friend uh, who's, who's in that fantasy league, Mike, texted me this. He, he was talking about, you know, if Bailey Zappy has success, that maybe it could be help Mac Jones in the sense that, you know, like Mac was clearly struggling with the system and whether he oh, wanted th- to buy in or not. And if Zapp can have, have success in this system, maybe it'll help Mac buy into oh, I the offensive that. system. I thought
0: Zappi, I mean, you know, look at what's going on in Dallas right now. Mm-hmm. Like. Dak Prescott is way more talented, and he should be the quarterback at Dallas. But just because uh, Cooper Rush is winning games, mm. this people are saying, like, I mean, maybe Dak should lose his job. Mm. I like, I'm starting to sort of think it as well. He just beat the the Rams. I know, like, the defense mostly beat the Rams, but he, the starting quarterback, just beat the Rams. Mm. So if Zappy just continues to win games, why would Mac Jones not feel a little – you know, fire in his chair, mm. you know, he's like, all right, I gotta, gotta do something here.
2: Mm.
0: Cause like, you know, Bill, Bill paid Drew Bledsoe a bunch of money. Yeah. Most money ever given to a quarterback at the time. And then said, yeah, this sixth round pick here,
2: mm.
0: Bailey Sappy, uh, late round pick himself, I heard. Yeah, he is. Uh, so, he's not afraid to do that. No. When a quarterback gets injured, who's supposed to be the guy. Hmm. And then a six-round pick says, hey, I'm, I'm winning
1: some games here. Like, uh, okay, I'll play.
0: Yeah. So, like, that might light a fire under Mac Jones.
1: I, I hope it does because he needs it. But the other thing with Zap I want to talk about, though, is I, the arm is not great. I have I watched him a couple of times at Western Kentucky. I was impressed. I thought he was decent. But I also kept thinking, okay, but the I like everything else mostly about him. I like his accuracy. He throws a very catchable ball. I thought he is his pocket awareness. I think is really good. I mean, in that NFL, in that game on Sunday, I mean, he had a great, you know, guys coming in around the corners, and he just steps up in the pocket and delivers a beautiful throw. Um, so I, I think his pocket awareness is very good, significantly better than Mac Jones's.
0: Mm. Do you think he just watched watched uh, a couple games of Mac Jones getting smoked, and he's like, <laughs> "Ooh, should step up there." Probably. Cat to three. Step up.
1: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> But that's that's I mean, I don't know. I feel like a lot of young quarterbacks don't do that. Sure. They instead they instead when guys are coming around a corner, they then start running in the opposite direction. Oh, let me break contain and get out. Bailey doing that. Tom Brady. Let me just climb up in the pocket here and just keep my eyes downfield and deliver it.
0: I mean, college is so much. I mean, as much as modern day NFL is so uh, offensive based college football is even more probably so I don't even watch offensive based just like you know you're racking up crazy scores here so I, I they I feel like in college someone who doesn't watch uh, they probably just they have more time mm-hmm. and a lot of these co- young quarterbacks especially are more mobile than they used to be so they mm-hmm. trust their legs a little bit more so they're like alright like I don't need to have pocket awareness. I'll just break and tane and throw on the run because that's what we all do now. Yes. So.
1: Well, but the thing is, is Bailey playing at Western Kentucky had to deal with plenty of times. Not great protection, and he needed to move around in the pocket and and figure all these. I mean, this is the the greater thing that I talk about, which is why I don't love what the hell Western Kentucky. What? Yeah. What the hell is Western Kentucky? Exactly. But this is my larger point on why I don't like drafting quarterbacks that play at elite programs. Sure. Because it's not real life. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, but... Their football life has been like a cakewalk. It's wide open receivers, great protection all the time. I'm surrounded by the best all the time. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and there is something to be said for that. You you would hope these, you know, they're at the elite colleges because they're the elite quarterbacks. But like, Well, they're the
1: elite talents. That doesn't mean that sure. you're the they, elite quarterback.
0: Then, yeah, then you sit in a lull of just cruising for two, three, four years of mm-hmm. just playing Madden yeah and yeah you can you cannot you won't really I guess yeah you won't really advance with anything
1: yeah you won't develop all the nuances and all the other stuff yeah so, so that's I why I like that. these kind of guys who go to these smaller schools um but I thought zappy has shown great pocket awareness I thought he runs the offense extremely well he feels a very catchable football we're doing a great job running the ball so if they can just take care of the football the Pats have a good defense it seems like now and we're able to run the football. Just take care of the ball, win time of possession. We know how the Pats have to win games. It's the same way that it's been, it seems like, for the last three or four years. You gotta take care of the football. You can't be high scoring. You gotta run the ball and uh and win time of possession. Uh, but if Bailey has shown me that he'll be able to do that, he's protected the ball extremely well, much better than Mac. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we could get some, get some W's here moving forward with Bailey Zappi. All right. They're still not a playoff team. Let's calm down. Can I ask you something? Yeah, go for it. Did you feel,
0: because uh, I felt this, mm-hmm. that Bill Belichick's fingerprints were all over the defense this week? Oh, yeah. Because from what I noticed, like we talked about it a couple, maybe it was last week, uh, we talked, probably talked about it a couple times, mm-hmm. of every time there's like a timeout on offense, like... Mm-hmm. It's like Mac Jones, uh, Hoyer, Bill, uh, the other two, uh, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. You know, it's just too many. But I noticed that this week, Bill was kind of not so much talking to Matt and Joe Judge this
1: week. Mm. And it seems like he's trusting them. And they're actually... You know, Kend- or or he was going against the number one scoring defense in the NFL, uh, number one scoring offense maybe, in the NFL, maybe, and he maybe, was like, he was he, like, I'm gonna do this one he's myself. Like,
0: he's like, well, maybe, well, maybe Bill just said to like guys, this is also one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do it this week. Like, yeah. you got it. Yeah. And it was okay. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick Bourne played the most snaps. I think he's played this week. He's he actually on the field for most I of the time. Um, which was good to see. But I just felt because of that, I just, and also just, I don't know, how hmm. good the defense did look. Like, I was just like, all right. Bill. Bill was in the huddle on the defense this week instead of the offensive huddle.
1: And uh, I, you, I feel like we could tell. I just got a hilarious text. What? David Robertson is out of the NLDS, the closer for the Phillies. Do you know why? Did he also not show up to practice? No, he hurt himself celebrating when they won. Ah. Uh. <laughs> what, what did he hurt? Is like oh, I, did I it, was didn't see he... specifically, but he's—I mean, he's 37 years old. I, I assume he just pulled—he uh, pulled his back or something. Oh, jumping up in the air when Bryce Harper homered. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe he's jumping around the locker room and like twisted his ankle. Or... Oh yeah, no. It, it, listen, if I had some great details here about something stupid he did, like we might have to call an audible for the Darwin again.
0: I, I come <laughs> on. D, when, when has David Robertson ever been a guy to do something
1: stupid? No, I know. That's why that's why I'm doubting we're we're gonna be calling any audible. But that is just also very unfortunate for a, <laughs> that, that for is. a bullpen that's not very good.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but anyway, with the bats, no, I think I think that's a good point. Um, that's why I don't want to, you know, I don't want to say for sure they're gonna be okay because at the end of the day, what did we score? Twenty nine points.
0: Yeah,
1: which is, I mean, isn't that? Technically, the lowest the Lions have given up, and one of those was a fumble. Yeah, Retire. so you know the offense might still be terrible. The we might go back <laughs> to calling Patricia and Judge incompetent.
0: They were, I mean, the run game looked good again. Ramondre Stevenson looked great. Yeah, as much as that sucked for my fantasy Sunday, yeah. um, he looked great. Uh, Hunter Henry looked pretty good for the first time this mm. season. Had some decent catches, um, some big plays. Uh, like I said, it was good to see uh, Kendrick Bourne on the field and less of Nelson Aguilar on the field. Yeah. Um, and Thornton played. Yes. Didn't really do much of anything, but he played.
1: Yeah. But like we didn't expect much first game. No. No, he's got to get reaccumulated with the system. This isn't the same yeah. quarterback that he was even working with. Yeah. So, yeah, no, no, no. I don't expect I mean, Thornton to do coming much. Coming off yet.
0: a major injury. You know? That
1: too. Uh, that too. So, Yeah, Uh, so next on the slate is the Cleveland Browns. They will be in Cleveland. What do you think about that matchup? I hope Chubb runs all over (laughs) them. That's what I hope. Uh, I mean, well, you know... Has this run defense truly been tested yet? I mean, the Packers ran it pretty good on us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's looked better than last
0: year. But you're right, it has not really been tested, tested. Um, And this will be the first real test. Because, I mean, Chubb is... Maybe the best runner in the year of this league. It probably. Best runner in the league this year. Best running
1: back in the league.
0: Yeah. Just put that around. Um, but, you know, it's Jacoby Bissett. We know Jacoby Bissett. Yeah. So you could, you know,
1: he's not that great. I don't know if the so. Cleveland defense is all that good, by the way, either.
0: It,
1: now, it, now, it's now if I was Cleveland, I would just line Miles Garrett up wherever Isaiah Win is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: 'Cause Isaiah Wynn is awful. <laughs> yeah. Well, so that's not great. But
0: I I bet we'll probably see a lot of Marcus Cannon tight end. And, probably. And, hey, I want this goes out to Matt Patricia and Joe Judge because I was thinking on Sunday, I was like, Are they smart enough to think of this? you this, you gotta put in a play where Marcus Cannon fakes the block, sheds the block, and acts like a real tight end and goes out and gets the pass. Like Put that in the
1: book. Like that's obvious, right? I think so. But like,
0: they're stupid.
1: Yeah, they don't. They don't know what they're doing. No. Really, uh, they're not great. They're clearly not very creative in drawing no. up plays. That's no. not what they do. No. So, I like that. Cannon. It's like, got to be one. You have cannon chips all day. Well, because he's wherever wherever Miles Garrett is, you have cannon. You have Canon there to help. Yeah. and chip them and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, you fake that chip, Cannon goes out, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. third and goal at the at the three or the four.
0: It's like that play from the Super Bowl against the Rams, the second one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's
0: that, that was that drive where they got the touchdown. The first play of the drive was they set up with Sony Michel in the backfield, which means Rams were going to stack the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gronk sold the uh, the run block, shed the block, and then just ran two feet. Yeah. And there was the, just floated over the line to him and he ran for like 15 yards
1: yeah alright yeah. right. so with that we are going to take our first quick break when we get into some baseball playoff talk the wild card round and the divisional round preview stick with us guys Back here at Slow Your Roll. Time to switch gears. We're going to talk some baseball. It's October, people. Playoff time. The wild card round is over. We're going to go through all the wild card matchups before we start talking about the divisional round. Let's start with the Guardians and the Rays. Now, I, I, we both like the Guardians in this one, I yeah. believe, right? I think you said I, Guardians too. I think I did. Um, and I said they're both, <laughs> they're, they're kind of the same team, but the Guardians are more talented. Um, and I think that played out pretty obviously. The Rays' offense just could not get anything going against the Cleveland pitching staff. And, you know, it was so anemic offensively that I remember sending out a text saying, man, neither of these teams is going to do anything uh, going forward in the playoffs. And then I remembered, you know what? I shouldn't say that about Cleveland because they also were going against the other maybe best pitching and run organization like in baseball in the race so both these teams in,
0: in baseball uh, yeah you think they have the best pitching I've, I mean see in the American League right now but I yeah. mean
1: it's up there it's I mean if Absolutely. you want to go depth you know all the way through then yes but anyway so but I was like they're facing another elite elite our organization with elite elite young starting pitching. And we think the Yankees pitching is a little suspect. So I was like, "Mm, maybe I should take that back. I think Cleveland might have a chance moving forward here. Um, But what about that Guardians-Rays series stuck out to you at all?
0: Oh, I mean, it's got to be the starting pitching of the -hmm. Guardians. That's the big talking point. I mean, shut out for, uh, I don't know how long, I guess, McKenzie went in game two. But I know Biba went. Uh, I think it was seven and two thirds mm-hmm. in game one. I mean, just absolutely incredible pitching. And you know, I think if the Yankees they picked it up a little bit near the end, but if their batting woes continue, mm. like Judge can't carry that. No. And I, you're right. Like I, we definitely think the Rays pitching is better than the Yankees pitching, mm-hmm. and. You know, even though it was only one nothing in that second game through fifteen innings, there were opportunities that there were several opportunities that the Guardians had. They just couldn't capitalize to mm-hmm. that big hit. Um, so, there there was there's there'll be uh, there'll be opportunities mm. in Yankee Stadium, especially yeah. especially that small that tiny field. And, um, I
1: mean, like, are we sure of anyone in the Yankee starting rotation other than Cole? And even Cole has had his. Are we sure of him? Yeah, I was going yeah. to say has had his issues in the playoffs. Uh, he goes up against uh, Quantrill tonight. I mean, if Cole's shaky again and they lose Game One, yeah, that's then big. you got to deal with Shane Bieber and Tristan McKenzie on the horizon. That's big. That, that this is it's
0: Game One and the Yankees are the home team. Yeah, but it almost kind of feels like with how good Bieber and McKenzie were. And mm-hmm. their games, like, it almost feels like a much-win situation.
1: For New York. Yeah, immediately. I, I would agree to get out on the right foot that they got to get this one. And if they don't, I mean, Nestor Cortez came down in the second half. Tyon did, too. I mean... Cortez has never pitched in the playoffs. Cortez has never pitched in the playoffs, so... Should have kept Montgomery. Should I know, right? They probably should have. But whatever. But anyway, so that... I mean we talked we, we previewed the divisional one a little bit for the Guardians next matchup. Let's go back to talking about the wild card one. Let's talk about the other American league one. <sighs> Seattle and Toronto. Yeah. GSE take it away. Yeah, I mean
0: I, I I even said like I picked Seattle, but I just didn't have a reason why other than this is kind of just a team of destiny, is it not? Mm. And when we look at Toronto, like great team on paper. I mean Flag Rare Jr. looks better than his dad. Uh, Bo Bichette is such a dynamic player. Uh, Springer might be the best leadoff hitter in baseball, other than Mookie Betts. Mm. Uh, Gosman had a great season. So, like, there's there's a great uh, Mino is another one. Uh, there's great players all over this this team, but most of them have never really played in the playoffs before. Uh, as far as I know, yeah, no, no, because yeah, the last time they were in the playoffs was twenty sixteen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, none of that young core there of Bobichet, um, Vlad Guerrero Jr., uh, Kevin Biggio, who's uh, anyway. Um, but like, other than Springer, like there's not much playoff experience anywhere around this team, no. and I kind of feel that showed. Uh, and I, you could say like, oh. There's not much playoff experience on Seattle either. Even the veteran players haven't really had playoff experience because they played on the Reds. But No, Santana
1: has. All right, that's one. Mm. Gossman, didn't Gossman? Is Gossman the only one for Toronto who made the playoffs? He made the playoffs Springer. with the Giants,
0: didn't he? Oh, yeah, Springer. Oh, yeah, Springer. Duh. But Springer was like, you know, even yeah. bigger than that. Um, so, But I'm saying like on the Mariners, there's not much playoff experience either. Mm. Uh, but they there's not a lot of pressure either but uh, sure cuz yeah i mean there is more pressure on toronto oh yeah because of just like oh man like and i kind i feel like they caved to that pressure too like you you were so sure and i i was pretty sure too you yeah. told me like oh i put i put money on toronto to win the division uh i didn't even know when but it was early yeah and i was just like oh that's not a guarantee but that's 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 a good bet yeah and you know, it didn't pan out, but, like, even up to the very end, we're like, yeah, this this team should be better than it was. Mm-hmm. But I, I kind of feel like the lack of experience, maybe the pressure, mm. but I also feel they were a little too sure of themselves. Mm. They had just had, before, before they won anything, haven't made the playoffs since 2016, and yet they were hailed, even by you, as the World Series champions. Mm before the season even started. And I, I feel like they you know, weren't probably saying that themselves, like, we're the World Series champions, this is going to be walking the park. I'm sure they weren't saying that. But I'm sure they felt that they had a lot of confidence in that locker room. They, were, they knew they were good. And I, I kind of feel like that was their downfall. Maybe. When you're up 8-1, to one, it's easy to relax, mm. especially when you know you have maybe the best offense in the American League. Yeah. At least on paper.
1: Yeah, And I feel like that's what it came down to. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I don't know. I mean, when Seattle, when Romano came in and struck out back-to-back guys, and then the way that he gives it up is a freaking bloop job in no man's land center field that falls perfectly and gets two Blue Jays injured, so then it trickles, trickles away even further. I was just like, what the hell? Like, I know it's the first round, but destiny? <laughs> a little bit? Did it feel like it? Because I, it looked like Romano was going to get out of that. And then it's not even like he hung a slider and he banged it into the gap for a ringing. No, 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 no. He gets fooled, pulls off it, a bloop job that just is at a perfect spot that, that has the Toronto guys colliding so it gets away even further. Yeah. I was just like, "What the hell?"
0: Springer gets injured again. Oh, why didn't you tell me the sticker's are still
1: on? I don't know. Um, but you know, sticker's it, still on my shirt. It's card. hard in baseball to like blame specific individuals or all that kind of stuff, especially when weird things happen like Except that. The manager. I do think. <laughs> well, I think sometimes the manager gets too much hate, but I do think. I think Toronto. I thought you talk about relaxing, but I thought after Seattle, after Gossman had cruised most of the way and then all of a sudden Seattle like got into him in the sixth and put up four runs. I thought the game was starting to get that bad sort of taste to it, that like bad feeling, and I thought that Toronto and the manager should have been way more ready with Jordan Romano. Like, I, what, Who cares about six-out saves for your closer? There is no tomorrow, Toronto. They should have had Romano ready earlier. They allowed it bass. To flounder and load the bases before they went to Romano. I think they should have had Jordan ready to go. Like Bass, you come in one batter, doesn't look good. Bang, Jordan Romano. Okay. And Don't and, and big boy batters? and big boy, you got to get a six outs. Don't they have to do three batters though? They have to pitch the three batters. I thought that was only if you change it in the middle of the inning.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I also know they get rid of some rules for the playoffs. They, uh, yeah, that's the
1: other thing. I thought they get rid of some rules for the playoffs and I don't, stuff.
0: I don't know if that is one of them. Though. Hmm. But I mean, maybe. I mean, you could at least still warm them up immediately. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, and, you know, hindsight is a little twenty twenty. But like, I'm sh- I know the the mindset had to be of like, all right, we still have a lead here. I'd, I I want to save my closer, so I have him tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, but you can't but, worry about
1: tomorrow. Uh, yeah. You you again. gotta worry about today, because if you don't if you don't I win today, I there is can. no tomorrow.
0: I know, but
1: worry about tomorrow tomorrow. All right, Terry. I'm just saying, like
0: I, they they don't have Terry in that
1: locker room. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, oh, like was, uh, you I mean, like I, that I, that playoff run when he was using Andrew Miller all the time. I don't. Oh well, sh- yeah, but wasn't that Francona? Yeah, no, that was. Yeah, sure. But, like, I don't know. Um, Toronto didn't want to do that. I know, but I'm not saying it's all his fault. It was the one thing that stuck out at me in that game, and I was like, I feel like Jordan should have been ready earlier here.
0: I feel like, uh,
1: especially since we started this wild card thing, Mm -hmm. more and more we're saying, like, uh,
0: another one that stands out to me, it involved Toronto. Mm -hmm. They're on the other side of it, about... um, I don't remember the coach. I think it was a was it show Walter in Baltimore. He used the Baldo Jimenez as, oh instead Jimenez. Oh my gosh. Of, um, was it Britain? Yeah. So that's, this is more and more of just like, man, should have used that reliever. Yeah. And ever since like this wildcard thing started. I mean, you know, it happened way back when in 03 <laughs> with Grady Little and the Red Sox. Should have took
1: Pedro out, man. Yeah. Should have took Pedro out. I got you. All right. So, The next one, we'll go over to the National League. Let's talk Phillies and Cardinals. I don't know what there is to talk about this one. Other than, like, you could see Helsley got tight in that ninth inning of game one. And I thought he made a mistake. Like, you threw 100 miles an hour. A hundred and one. Three and two, and you threw Harper a slider. I know it's Bryce Harper, but, like, sometimes the name's bigger than the player. And, like, if I throw 100, 101, I have confidence that I'm going to get that by Bryce.
0: I mean, hey, if you want to go off-speed, like, you're
1: not going to change up. You don't think that could have control,
0: yeah. a little more control than a slider, but still have that off-speed stuff to fool him. Cause yeah. like, I mean, here's the thing. If you're Bryce Harper, what are you thinking? I'm probably thinking fastball. Yeah, so what? I'll throw a 101. But that's what I mean. You, like you can't it, walk No, him. that's that's what I'm saying though. Like, sure. Like, if you got a hundred, if you got good stuff, like trust it. Yeah, you should have st- just trusted and it. The best pitch in baseball is still a well placed fastball. However, if you wanted to go off speed that bad, mm-hmm. a changeup would have done it. Yes, it'll look more like a fastball, and you have more control than a slider. But maybe he doesn't throw a changeup. Maybe he hasn't figured out putting a third finger on the ball. <laughs> Maybe that's too much for him. I don't know. I don't know his, uh, his repertoire. His repertoire. His pitch, uh, pitch. I mean, he's a reliever. Yeah. So like, he usually only has two pitches. Three. Like, well, three, yeah, three pitches.
1: Exactly. At, at most. At most, they usually have three pitches. Yeah. So, um, I'm trying to look right now. I want to see exactly the situation it was. Um. Well, in the meantime, then I'll
0: talk. Yeah. Because here's the thing. This is probably the series. I looked at every series and like, I know
1: we made our pickings, but like every series. Yeah. So, so by walking Bryce, he put the tying run on. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. (laughs) If he beats you getting your 100 mile an hour fastball, I can live with that. But don't walk the tying run on. Like, come on, man. And then after that, it was just the wheels fell off. I mean... He walked Castellanos. He hit Alec Bohm. So... Do you remember if he was shaking off
0: pitches? Like, do you know what... Yeah,
1: he was. Okay. Yeah. No, that was him. And that's where it all started. He didn't trust himself with his fastball and his best pitch. He's like, I have to get oh, cute. And you know what that said? He wasn't trusting himself. He He was. He was. He was getting tight. And then the minute that didn't work... The wheels completely fell off.
0: At that point, you should trust your catcher. Yes, because he knows. He
1: read the, he read the report. Uh, I mean, your catcher is Yadier Molina. Oh, that's another. <laughs> that's, a, that's another good point. <laughs>
0: like, uh, veteran catcher, been in these situations many a time.
2: Yeah,
1: trust your catcher. I know, but De- definitely read the report. Yeah, I, I thought. And honestly, I barely even watched the second game because, like, after that went down the way it did, I kind of thought the series was over. Oh. I, re- I was like, I don't think St. Louis well, is coming back from this. That's the thing. And what I was going to say is, like,
0: I thought this was the most slam dunk series. Really? It was going to be the Cardinals, obviously. It's not even so much the Cardinals as much as, like, I say, like, the Cardinals just win. They're so goddamn boring.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was the Phillies. Mm. Phillies don't win games like this. No, they don't. But, and also, the Cardinals don't blow
1: games like this. Not usually. But at some point, you got to see it all, mm-hmm. so it happened. I think that's funny. You thought that was the most slam dunk. one. Well, I thought the most slam dunk one was Cleveland over the Rays. Really? Yeah. I no, But I've never been a Rays fan all year, so
0: Rays. I don't know. Rays win things. They do sometimes. And they, you know, this, this Rays team. Like I said,
1: I thought it was clear that kind of the same team. Cleveland's just more talented.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I certainly like the the coaching of Cleveland better. You know, right. I, I'm always going to bet on Terry, but like, moving know, on. Rays have been there. You know, maybe. Moving
1: on though, the Mets and the Padres, the last one, the one that did go three games, but it was two blowouts for San Diego, and uh, yeah, man, those those men in uh, Degrom <laughs> and Scherzer, they didn't really, uh, they really didn't get it done for the Mets down the stretch here, DeGrom did they?
0: Degrom did enough.
1: He did enough.
0: But, yeah, Scherzer just, wow. I know. Wow.
1: Well, I also was going back to the Atlanta series, though, too. Oh, okay. All like, right, sure. Down the stretch here, both of them just, they can get it done. And, you know, I'm not overly shocked by DeGrom not. That's
0: the thing. I think Scherzer Because he's never was...
1: pitched in those big situations, but Max has. And Sh- Max is usually good.
0: Yeah, Scherzer was the wor- definitely the worst offender. Yeah, oh, yeah. DeGrom, like, yeah, he didn't really show up, but he didn't blow it necessarily either. Mm-hmm. Um, even, like, if I think back to the Braves one, like, I, did he get the loss in his game that he pitched? No, I think he did. He
1: did? Yeah, he gave, but up, the, did, but it he wasn't. gave up the back-to-back home runs to Olson and yeah, Riley. Okay, yeah, I yeah, don't think they it ever relinquished but the I, lead after that. Yeah, but I think that was, that was kind of it, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I think they, they tacked on one more run later, I believe, but... yeah, but but no, no. Like, DeGrom wasn't awful. No. That's, that's what I mean. Like, no, no, it, it's nothing like Scherzer's blow-up was on uh yeah like on D- friday du
0: tried yes. and i'm sure scherzer tried i know that man's a psycho on the mound i'm sure mm-hmm. he gave it. it his all but well, he just like, didn't have it yeah it's just it was just it's, it's san diego's time <laughs> it's, apparently dude, this is a, this is great though okay because san diego and uh la mm-hmm. and you know this is san diego's chance
2: mm-hmm.
0: to get real revenge that they've always wanted playoff time mm. you can get embarrassed all you want in, in regular. the regular season they only remember who won the playoff series yeah so this is your chance and we get
1: yeah we get some great western battles here because mm-hmm. then you got Houston and uh, And by the way I just looked at Graham gave up three runs in six innings in that Atlanta start alright so that's I mean that's it's that's a 4.50 ERA that's not great but that's a winnable game it is a winnable game yes
0: and like against an offense like Atlanta what more can you really ask mm. and with an offense like the Mets were supposed to have and had at the beginning of the season like that should be enough mm-hmm. it should that should be enough to win the game yeah
1: but I mean I think we all thought that their offense was a little suspect
0: uh, I mean yeah like Pete especially Alonso when Starling batting, Marte went down
1: well Pete Alonzo was batting like 330 like, at one point yeah. it's like get out of here um, for the Padres Dodgers by the way tonight's matchup is uh, Clevenger against Urias so I don't think Game One is overly important in this series. I mean, listen, Game One is important in almost every series, but I don't think it's the same as like, if Garrett Cole can't get it done, then I think the Yankees are in deep sure. trouble. Yeah. Like, either way, I don't I don't think Game One makes me think the Padres or the
0: Dodgers are in deep deep trouble. I think more the Dodgers than the Padres mm. if they do lose. Maybe because they don't have Bueller. Yeah. Um, and you know. I like Clevenger, but he's not really the guy for San Diego this year, so... No. Yeah, it's playoffs now and you, Darvish.
1: Yeah. (laughs) There's that, too. All right. So, with that, we've we've previewed the Yankees and the Guardians. Should we go back to that real quick? Or...
0: Uh, I mean, do you have anything more to say on that?
1: Not really. Not a ton. I mean, it's Nestor Cortez and Severino I just looked who are slated to pitch Game 2 and Game 3. Obviously, Cleveland will counter with McKenzie, and Bieber. I think Cleveland has the advantage in the bullpen as well. I think Cleveland's bullpen is better than the Yankees. So, I mean, if you're going to pick to me, let's pick, who do you think is the most likely to pull an upset in this divisional round? Ooh. To me, it's Cleveland.
0: Um, Yeah, probably. I mean, yes, yeah, it's got to be Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Be, yes. Of those four, it's got to be Cleveland.
1: And who do you, who's your slam dunk?
0: Uh, probably the Braves. Over the Phillies. Oh, you're thinking the same as
1: me. But I said that about the Phillies last time, Yes. so I'm a little more hesitant this time. Yeah, but like Ranger Suarez against Max Fried in Game 1. Zach Wheeler at least is good and comes back for Game 2, but he's still going against Kyle Wright. And obviously Game 3, not yet. There's nothing there quite yet for that one. But yeah, no, to me, the Braves over the Phillies is the slam dunk. Mm. I mean, the Braves are so much younger than... The, the Cardinals. I mean, you could you could say maybe the Astros Mariners should be a slam dunk on paper. Here's the thing uh, the Dodgers Padres should be a slam dunk? That series should be a slam dunk. I don't think no 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 I don't think the Padres and the Dodgers should be a slam dunk. I mean the, the I think the, if you look no no maybe because of what they do head to head usually in the yes, regular season yes but if you look at their roster their pitching staff their lineup I don't think they're worlds apart no I didn't. and when the Dodgers are missing Walker Bueller. I don't No, You're, I, you're right. Okay. But when I lo- watched them
0: stack up this year, every I... time it was a disaster for no, the Padres. No, it was. It was. So like, in but I'm but I'm still not saying that this okay. is going to be a walk in the park for the Dodgers. I don't think it is. Mm. This is a different time of year. <laughs> this is a different sort of
1: baseball. Yes, it is. So, uh, let's let's talk about the I'm Astros. Still the Dodgers though. The Astros Mariners. Let's just touch on that one real quick. The Mariners have some certain things about their team I really like. Um, you got Gilbert and Luis Castillo. Castillo was great in his start against Toronto. So clearly they have the starting pitching the matchup with the Astros. And they have some of the most electric relievers in baseball to throw out Houston late in games. But I just think the offenses between the two are such a mismatch. Like, I think the Houston offense is far superior. Yeah,
0: it's... Houston offense is so... It's just consistent, good hitters Mm -hmm. that are... You know, a lot of them hit for average. You do have the power guys, but, like, they're just... They're good hitters. Mm -hmm. They're all-around good hitters. Uh, A lot of the Mariners are boomer bust. Yeah. They'll, you know, kind of long ball guys a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of, like, uh, Eugenio Suarez is a big one. Yeah. Um, You know, Rodriguez has come down towards the end of the season. So, we'll see. I do, you know, I don't think it's a bad offense, but, you know, you're facing Justin Verlander in game one who had a sub-2 ERA. Yeah. Like, it. your your offense might be silent for a few games. So, that's why you, if you get the bats going, like, mm-hmm. you need the pitching to go hand-in-hand hand with it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're losing a game, like, you're, you're probably not going to, if you're down 8-1 to one against the Astros, you're probably losing that game. It's not going to go how it went. You know that's great. You have that game, We're like, oh, you have that believability factor. We can win any game anytime, but it's not going to happen against the Astros. It's just not. Mm-hmm. So you need you need the pitching and the batting to go hand in hand. And if the pitching ain't there, you might have to start thinking about tomorrow.
1: Yeah. All right. That, that, that's a good point. I agree with that. So, do you want to make predictions? I think we know. we I mean, we we got the Braves over the Phillies. Are you going yeah. Dodgers over Padres, right? I'm going Dodgers over Padres. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Are you going to stick with your Mariners? Stick it with my Mariners. Seattle's taking down Houston? Yeah. The big bad Astros? Just not in game one. All right. And now here's the one. Yankees-Guardians. I'm going to pick the Yankees. I'm going Guardians. But this, yeah, this is the one where, like, uh, you
0: know, it could go either way. I
1: think this is the one that most could go either way. Yeah, I I agree there. I think McKenzie and Bieber shut down a suspect Yankee offense and a suspect Yankee bullpen, even if they get a lead, sometimes can give it up. I like Cleveland to pull off the upset here.
0: I mean, the Yankees
1: are kind of suspect everywhere. No, I know. Because even even
0: the starting pitching is is really good at times, but, like, it's unproven in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And even the proven players can be, like Cole, sometimes blown up in the playoffs. Yeah. You don't know.
1: Exactly. All right. So that has been it for the baseball talk. Let's move on to one of the showcase games on the four o'clock time slate in the NFL. The Rams and the Cowboys. Let's talk Rams first off. Whew. Man, they got serious problems in LA. And this is, this is why I said, now I thought we thought the Rams would be fine this year, largely due just cause like, what is the competition in the NFC? But this is it. This is why the NFL, not for long. That's why that's what it stands for. And all of a sudden, the Rams win from the best team in football. They're a bit of a mess right now. Um, a little bit. They're, they're kind of only two guys on offense with Cooper, Cup, and Higby. Robinson looks washed. He's never open. They can't run the ball all that well. They're down to a third-string center. They missed Whitworth terribly on, on the O-line. So the defense seems all right, but the offense is a mess. And... I want to bring this up. Just came to my mind. Maybe I'm too much of a Vikings fan. Um, And clearly, as I said, the Rams have serious personnel issues. But I wonder if they miss Kevin O'Connell a little bit. I mean, he seems like he was with McVay a long time, kind of most of the time. The Rams would go through these periods sometimes during the season where things would look bad. And and then they'd have to reinvent and readjust and do that. I, I just wonder, and, you know, Sean McVay, he's coming off the Super Bowl. There's a lot of talk about him. His face is everywhere. Maybe O'Connell was the only one in that room who could, like, call Sean out sometimes or tell him to change something or, like, he needs to change something. And maybe no one in that room can do that now with Sean McVay. I don't know. But it seems like they are stubbornly banging their head against the wall, continuing to try and do the same thing, even though the personnel is not allowing them to do it.
0: So, I mean, you were a big Rams fan last year. Yeah. Now you're uh I mean you're you're very much putting your stock behind the uh, Vikings this year. I think you're just a McConnell fan. An O'Connell? Yeah, I think you're just his fan. Ah, maybe. I think you're just a fan of him. <laughs> um so I mean that's probably a part of it. Okay. Thing, even if he wasn't the big brain or the man to call him out, he just came off a Super Bowl where McVay was loving the off season. Mm-hmm. The offense is probably just not quite ready. Like,
1: you know, it
0: can't be bad,
1: right? It can't be bad. I, I, I think it's worse than that now, Jesse. I do think well, like, I think there are serious personnel issues here I that I don't know how they're gonna change. You can sign OBJ again. Well, that's the other thing. <clears throat> and that's the thing with I mean, there's clearly why there's an issue and I don't know. <clears throat> I know they have their own GM. Several things. McVay clearly has his ear though. I like I thought Sean or someone should have told Sneed, like listen you can't trade away Robert Woods and not re-sign OBJ. You just can't do it. Sean. I know you thought Allen Robinson was going to be the answer, but like why would you give away two wide receivers who are a main part of our offense who've been with the system for a long time? Like just sign OBJ. And without OBJ, they have no over the top threat at all and with Robinson not being able to get open, it's literally like a it's a two-guy offense.
0: Yeah, and, uh, Cam
1: Akers fumbles too much and doesn't like to block, so now he's in the doghouse. And I mean, I don't want to put like the offensive line all on him.
0: Uh, that, what yeah, retiring. Um,
1: well, they have injuries on it now too. They're down to a third-string center. Yeah,
0: and like we we talked, it's across the league that offensive lines look bad. They're behind. It's not. It's not good. Um, so that's. I'm sure that plays into it. Obviously, yeah, you lose a veteran guy on the line. Like you know, that's that's a hole you got to get a guy acclimated mm-hmm. and clearly everyone's behind on that um and that was their that's always that was their, their bread and butter mm-hmm. that allowed cooper cup to have that season that he had that allowed obj to be uh as explosive as he was mm. because he had to honor daryl henderson and acres but like they themselves have been especially acres i mean McVeigh yeah. even at one point called out acres and said like you yeah, know i mean,
1: when he looks like he really wants to try, I'll, I'll put him in. Okay, but you do realize now that other than the game against the Falcons, who are the Falcons, the Rams are averaging 10 points a game. That's great. That is awful. That's awesome. So, like, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They did score 20 against the Cardinals. Yeah. But the Cardinals turned it over a bunch of times. So, like, come on. Um, they get a very nice get right spot on Sunday against the Panthers. Who just fired their coach. But then after that, they gotta face Baker Mayfield might be out. Yeah. They gotta face the Niners and the Buccaneers after that. So, like It's a rough road ahead for the Rams. They get the Cardinals again right now. I am a Sean McVay fan. So I wanna lean towards he'll figure it out.
0: Someone here isn't.
1: You are not but i'm not a hundred percent in that i think he can figure it out because there are issues with this offense that i don't know are fixable so jesse do you think sean and the rams are going to get better do you think they're going to figure this out or do you think there's things here that are just not fixable i mean here's the thing
0: the super bowl hangover is a real thing i know you talked about it a lot with the Bengals, uh but the winner is also a thing Especially when you're not the New England Patriots and you haven't won six in the last, like, 15 years. Mm. Um, and it's just <clears> like, well, we won of number three Super Bowl, but it's all about next year Super Bowl. And um, we're going to practice after we win the Super Bowl mm-hmm. um, type of thing. Like, you know, that was, that was McVay's first. That's Matt Stafford's first. There's a lot of these guys. Ryan Donald's first. Like, a lot of these guys, this is their first ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that offseason was less working out. And more partying. Mm-hmm. And that, that's thats where the Super Bowl hangover really comes into play. Mm-hmm. When, you, you're, you're first, when you're your first, win your first Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure that is into play. You know, they got the schemes were always very run heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the, when you talk about Shannon. We got to get the run game working and the offense will just flow as a, as a whole.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They're not doing that. Part of that is the offensive line, you know, getting new guys acclimated. There's a lot of pieces moving in the offseason just across the NFL in terms of offensive linemen. Um, So they're all behind. We've said that many a time. It has to get better. It has to. And as much as I've said Sean McVay is a fraud, like – He's not awful. I've never said he's, he's terrible. He's one of the worst coaches in the league. I just said, like, people hold his name a little too high. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting some of that vindication right now, mm. but he's not awful. Mm. People follow him for a reason, stuff like that. Matt Stafford's a veteran quarterback. Cooper Cup is one of the best wide receivers in the league. Allen Robinson sucks, but whatever. <laughs> like, maybe he'll bring back OBJ. Maybe that'll really help. But, like, they need to bring back OBJ, in my opinion this will still be a playoff team.
1: The NFC is terrible. Okay. And it's just I think they're no longer winning the division though.
0: It's look. it's it's pretty <clears throat> if they lose that second game against the 49ers in 2 weeks, yeah. they're in huge trouble.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But they don't beat the Niners. They just don't. Except in the playoff game.
0: They got to beat the Niners this time.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I think the Rams are in some trouble. I think McVay will will figure something out and they'll look better. But uh, this is a wild card team to me. And uh, not an overly impressive one either. Mm-hmm. So, I I,
0: I, Brady getting his other ring is looking better and better.
1: I know, right? It but really, they themselves have problems. But, but <clears throat> there's something that will stand in Brady's way. And that is
0: Giselle Buncheon.
1: That too, actually, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Giselle Buncheon will totally stand in his way. But also, maybe she's done standing in his way, though. Yeah, I guess so. <clears throat> other than just in his head. But man, the Niners look really good. I don't know. We all want to bang on Garoppolo, but it's not that good. It wasn't even a market for him. I don't know how great he is, but like, he fits with this team and this offensive system. He's been there. And Kyle Shanahan wants a guy who is just going to make the plays the way that he drew him up and run it that way doesn't want Russell Wilson doing things off script back in the day. He doesn't want Aaron Rodgers checking the plays at the line and doing whatever he wants. He doesn't like that. He he would Kyler Murray would drive him insane. Kyle Shanahan goes, "I have a great offensive system that gets the best out of a lot of quarterbacks. I made Matt Ryan an MVP and got him to a Super Bowl. I got the best out of Kirk Cousins when I was there, and I've gotten the best out of Jimmy Garoppolo now. I want someone who is going to stay with the play." And just run it. And that's what Jimmy G does. And he distributes the ball to all those great playmakers. San Francisco is really, really good. I know every year it's Jimmy G. He's not good enough to get him over the hump. And like I've said before, at least get there and we can talk about everything else later. Plenty of things sometimes fall the right way. This team is so good. I think there's a chance Jimmy G could get him over the hump this year.
0: Uh, I mean, and when I
1: say Jimmy G gets him over the hump, I don't really mean Jimmy G gets him over the hump. I mean, Jimmy G is part of the team that gets over the hump.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to really go into whether or not Jimmy G will ever get him over the hump. We'll talk about that if they get there. Get there. Um, but I mean, this offense was kind of built around Jimmy G. He's been there for a few years at this point. Um, at this point, Kyle Shannon has to know. His limitations, as well as what he does well, so it should it should work better with a guy like Jimmy. Uh Even even if Trey Lance was good, it should just flow a little better, work a little smoother than with if it was with Trey Lance. Do you
1: know what makes me think Jimmy G is so perfect for this team? He's so handsome. No, that doesn't (laughs) hurt though. (laughs) It's because he came from New England, which was system. Sure. execute your job, get the ball out of your hands. We have it. We will put everyone in the best positions, And that's what Kyle Shanahan wants his quarterbacks to do. Like I said, he wouldn't like Aaron Rodgers changing the plays, checking things at the line, not doing things on script or on beat. Russell Wilson, Kyle, Kyler or Murray, these guys would drive Kyle Shanahan crazy. He wants you to run the plays.
0: You know I mean, every player should play at least one season under Bill Belichick in New England. Just because like that'll, Then, you'll turn into a real football player. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably, you know, discipline, the system, the team. Mm -hmm. Do your homework. Mm -hmm. Oh, dude, Kyler. You talk about Kyler Murray would drive Shanahan crazy. Yeah. Like, Bill would have killed him by
1: now. Oh, Kyler? Yeah. Oh, 100%. (laughs) No, no, he would have totally killed him by now. Or turned him into a model citizen. I highly doubt that. But,
0: uh, I mean, you know... Like I said, the system was built around Jimmy G. The players all like Jimmy G. And they're good. They're good players. Kittle's good when he plays. Mm -hmm. I mean, Debo is one of the most dynamic wide receivers in the game right now. Uh, Ayuk's okay.
1: He's a great. You know, Ayuk's a very good third option. Sure, third option. And they can get. Uh, And they can get. And they can make any running back succeed. It doesn't matter who they put in that spot.
0: Yeah, and actually losing um, uh, Trent uh, Williams on the line there, Mm -hmm. I thought that was really going to hurt.
2: They
1: They seem just fine right now. They seem
0: pretty okay. I know. Um, I thought it was really going to hurt Kittle, too. He's going to be blocking a lot, Mm -hmm. shipping a lot. But, I mean, Kittle Kittle had his fingerprints kind of all over that game. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, the run game looked fine. So they have some of that. You know, I bashed Shanahan, too, Uh because he's just he can't. Just game management, end of game situation—he's just not there for that. But in terms of, you know, building a scheme and a system, he—he does—he he reminds me a little bit of Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. And I just got my notification saying, "Hey, you took an L this week in fantasy."
1: So <laughs> <laughs> All right, can you give me? Can I use your? Uh, can I use your thing? Sure, Dom. Yeah, because we're gonna move on to the next subject, first. which was. Who was playing the Rams last week? And that is the Dallas Cowboys. So the Dallas Cowboys now. that We don't love Mike McCarthy. Most people don't like Mike McCarthy. Most people roll their eyes at Mike McCarthy. And yet, what is Dallas now? 4-0 with a backup quarterback? Yes. They just beat the Rams. Blew them out kind of a little bit. You know? I mean, they got a very nice start. A fumble. Turn for a touchdown. <laughs> Not a block punt. So, you know, that's about the best way you can start a game. But, hey. But they won. They beat the Super Bowl defending Rams. Uh. Who we think are a bit of a mess. But be that as it may, you're still in the NFL. You are 4-0 with a backup quarterback. Is it time to put some respect on Mike McCarthy's name? And you know what? No, it's not. (laughs) Not at all. Not to me. Sorry. I don't buy it. Now, I heard that he had a very nice pregame message and a speech and a sort of theme to the whole week going up to that Rams game, which, like, great. He, I mean, listen, he doesn't call the plays on offense. He doesn't run the offense, and we know he doesn't run the defense. So, I mean, he better be good at coming up with a theme for the week and motivation and all that, because what else is he doing? He sure doesn't manage the clock. We know that. Uh,
0: picks, but Picks the Saturday night movie.
1: <laughs> so, I'm not saying he sucks. I'm not saying he's a disaster. But I'm not going to give Mike McCarthy a ton of credit. Do you know who should be getting the credit right now? And that's Dan Quinn. Because Dan Quinn has this defense humming at such an elite level. It's ridiculous. The defense is what's winning these games. It's not the offense. Cooper Rush is doing a good job running the offense, not giving games away, all that kind of stuff. But the offense is not blowing the doors off anybody right now. It's the defense. The pass rush creating the turnovers, all that kind of stuff that's winning these games for the Dallas Cowboys. Cooper Rush is just he was he was he was the gum over the over the leaking hole in a <laughs> dam or a bathtub. He's just he's just a placeholder. He's doing his job, but it's Dan Quinn in the defense that's getting these wins. So no, I'm sorry. I don't think it's time that we put some respect back on Mike McCarthy's name. McCarthy does a good job of, I guess, creating a culture and a locker room and maybe keeping things a little loose, and they clearly don't hate him. But it's Dan Quinn in the defense that's the star of the show and why Dallas is winning games. So McCarthy, uh, my opinion of him has not changed.
2: Oh, oh.
0: I thought you were going to say that it's changed a little bit. At least. Oh, no.
2: Okay. <laughs> All right, well, I mean
0: we've accused him of being that yeah he's just the rah-rah guy yeah he's, he's just a cheerleader yeah he's got he's the get hype guy and that's why like i mean i accuse like doug peterson of being that mm-hmm. uh there's a couple other coaches i'm sure we said I, I, they're the rah-rah guy mm-hmm. they come in they fix a, a bad culture
2: uh-huh.
0: but they're they are themselves like you, you're talking about gum and like a bathtub like they are themselves a band-aid mm-hmm. it's like all right this this the culture in this locker room is a massive. We're we'll bringing a rah rah guy. Dan Campbell's another one. Yeah. Who's like you're not really gonna, you're not you don't know situational football. Mm-hmm. Please don't call plays. <laughs> but like, people want to play for you. Yeah. For a couple years, they generally
1: don't last. They generally no. fall
0: apart. Because <clears throat> I mean, players want to win.
1: And you know, and and I'm not trying to say this as as a total bashing because like listen. As long as you know what you are, and if I Mike McCarthy—he's an idiot. If Mike McCarthy has ca- uh, competent assistants, then at least he's not meddling. At least he's not Bruce Arians, like I'm a genius too. Let me go in here and start messing with everything. You guys are. Doing. Oh, Mike's smart enough to go. Dan Quinn's great. Kellen Moore's doing his thing on offense. I don't, you know, I, I don't need to. I don't need to be a micromanager. Uh,
0: does he know that, or does Jerry's just saying like? Listen, listen, Mike. You get to pick the movie on the plane, Coach. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think I think Mike. I think uh, Mike gets it. I can see Mike McCarthy as that guy. He walks around the practice facility, eating a fuck a freaking snack, um, and just looking at everything. Going, yep, yep, yeah, looking good. Not having no idea what the drills they're doing, <laughs> no idea the plays. Just walks around. Good, good. Just walks up to Dan Quinn. Everything look good? Yes. Yes, Mike. Good. Walks to the other guy. And then he's on and around and around he goes for a couple of hours in practice. And then he
1: goes back and gets a massage in the locker room. Yep. If you remember that story in Green Bay when that came out. I didn't hear that. Oh, no. you didn't?
0: Uh. No, that's great. See, like, no, you're, I feel like I'm nailing this right now. You might I feel be. like he he's that guy that just lacks awareness. Nice man. Just like uh I don't want to use the word. Uh like uh never mind. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um <laughs> but he's just that guy. He's just a really happy guy. Kind of an idiot walks around just so happy. Everyone loves him mm-hmm. because just like, man, like he just doesn't Hey, you know, that's valuable.
1: Doesn't ruffle any feathers. That's valuable. <laughs> it can be because you need you need someone to light in the mood and be likable and like you can't sure. have can't be on edge all the no. time, you know. That I think, guy, is... I think, I think Mike provides the, uh, you know, the comfort, the emotional relief, the the comedy, the 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 energy, a little bit. And uh, Dan Quinn and Kellen Moore are the brains, the X's <laughs> and O's, the the scheme, the the, the everything else. Sure. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: I think that's how it works, and it's working just fine in Dallas.
2: Uh, in fact Jerry
1: give that man an extension let's go four more years
0: oh Jesus no, 40 seems, million no, just like Matt Rule that's when this coach overstays his welcome and then the, the, no then the players start to dislike him no I know I agree he doesn't think do anything <laughs> he's an idiot he calls the, he never calls a timeout at the right time <laughs> he can't win a playoff game and yeah, he
1: calls quarterback draws when we have no timeouts sure. left in 13 seconds
0: sure <laughs> he probably literally like he probably came over the thing He's like, because who's the one that calls plays? Kelly Moore. Uh, Kellen Moore. Um, he probably called, called the play. He's like, no, 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 no. Quarterback draw. They'll never see it coming. He goes, yeah, they won't see it coming, Mike, because who would call that? <laughs> uh, he's like, oh, no, 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 no. no Trust me. Here. And then he stuck a muffin in his mouth. Um, and they called the it quarterback draw. <laughs>
1: Uh, maybe. Maybe. But I don't think it's time that we need to change our team on Mike McCarthy. I think we're pretty spot on in what Mike uh, McCarthy is. Yeah. Dan Quinn is the brains that's running that operation right now in Dallas. Yes. 100%. I mean,
0: you didn't want to be mean, but I think he's an
1: idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. <laughs> it's just is a worse word. Moving on. So the Carolina Panthers... Fire Matt Rule. Now, I'm hearing stuff that like the offense rule was running was kind of remedial, and maybe Matt Rule was a huge part of the problem. But like, I want to say this in defense of Matt Rule. In today's day and age of the NFL, it's so offense and quarterback driven. If you don't have a quarterback, is it even really your fault after a while? And he had Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, and Baker Mayfield. Now, I think Carolina made a mistake. Moving off Teddy Bridgewater, unless you were going to get an elite quarterback, I think they should have just stuck with Teddy Bridgewater, and I think we'd be having a different conversation today because I don't think the tires would have came off the same way they did last year if Bridgewater was the one at the helm. Now you wouldn't be special, you wouldn't be great, you probably would still be about a seven-win team, but it wouldn't be this bad. And here was the final kicker, the final last horrible straw that the Panthers made. Um, I didn't get. Bring in Baker all that much. I thought you should rather just tank than just draft a quarterback. But, I mean, clearly they're still tanking anyway. (laughs) But you are going to bring a hyper polarizing figure in Baker Mayfield, right? Fame, got a lot of attention around him many times for negative reasons. You're going to have the microscope on the franchise and he can kind of divide a locker room a little bit. He rubs a lot of people the long way, especially stars you're going to bring and he's, and now I mean, he's he's you're bringing all that in for a guy who's mediocre at best productive wise. And you're bringing that into a team with a coach that was clearly on the hot seat, even after his second year and a team that had a disastrous second half of the season, when it looked like they had some promise to start, things just completely fell off the rails. You brought that in to that locker room and that team and that culture, no wonder it blew up. Like, again, they should have just stuck with Bridgewater. But even if they had gotten somebody else, if they have gotten Jimmy G, hell, if they if they had gotten Case Keenum, Geno Smith, I still think this would be a <laughs> I think this would be a better team and a better situation but you brought a hyper polarizing figure that brings a lot of attention and scrutiny into a locker room that was already shaky with a coach that you told everyone was on the hot side, even after a second year, no wonder it's a disaster. And so maybe Matt rule, maybe Matt rule was never going to work. Even if he had a good quarterback, I don't know, but this is why I'll make these conversations and stuff is because like, like I said, in the NFL, if you don't have a quarterback now, you kind of have nothing. And this is why I am so tough. On guys like Brandon Staley, who's been given a top five quarterback, and while I'll say this about Matt Rule. I don't know if it's Rule's fault. I don't know. But that's my opinion there on Carolina, and I thought bringing in Baker was the worst thing they could do to an already shaky locker room.
0: Geno Smith got his jaw broken by a teammate. He did. He that's might, true. He might not be the best. And, I mean, I haven't and, heard anything terrible since, though. And that's Pete Carroll's best friend. True. Which means he's not leaving Seattle. No, that's true. <laughs> But that could also mean that he's not a good locker room guy, because Pete Carroll's not a good locker room guy.
2: Yeah,
1: he is. People just get sick of him after a while, sometimes.
0: It's like Mike McCarthy and (laughs) and Doug Peterson Yeah. and eventually Dan Campbell. Yeah. Although, if Dan Campbell's funny enough, maybe not. We'll see. But anyway, uh, I mean, it's got to be at least a little Matt Rule's fault. I'm
1: not absolving him of any responsibility.
0: As much as, like, sure, he's not the GM... Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, there's a lot of mixed feelings about Coach GM. Like, you know, most of them can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them shouldn't even try. No. Um, but, you know, that he doesn't have control over the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he was asked about Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Should we get him? If we get him, would that bother you? Like, do you think he'll be good for this team? Mm-hmm. I would hope they probably asked at least, like, like, hey, we're getting Baker. Like, I hope you're okay with that. Mm-hmm. At the very least, that. But, like, I uh, I think as much as coaches shouldn't decide, they should be told, mm-hmm. you know? And if he was a very big advocate for, like, give me Baker. Mm-hmm. Like, all right. And I was like, come on. Yeah. But I understand, like, probably wanting somebody. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can't go back out there with Darnold. No. But you can't also go three straight years with very, very stale offense and be like, well, we're just going to ride this out. Something's got to change. And I, I was even just saying myself after the Sunday, I don't know if you should have fired him this week, especially after losing your starting quarterback, probably for a week or
1: two. I mean, I think they kind of needed to fire him because it kind of looks like they've quit.
0: Maybe, but having maybe it's, having Baker not be the starter mm-hmm. would have fired them up anyway. Maybe. Because, you know, he could be polarizing. And he could be like, maybe Robbie Anderson and uh, Moore there are just like, I do not want to play with this guy under center. Mm-hmm. And maybe if he wasn't under center, they'd be like, you know and I'm gonna run my routes a little better this week. You know, mm-hmm. just I'm just a little more into it. It's like, you know, when uh Nolan Arenado was on the Rockies and he got injured and they just sat him for the rest of the season and suddenly the Rockies were good because mm. that big loudmouth wasn't in the locker room.
2: Mm.
0: And you know, I know that's a different sport, but like that that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like all right, that loudmouth ain't playing this week. Mm. He's not really in the huddles. He's not in the game plan. He's not in the meetings as much.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just happier to be here, mm. and I'm just gonna i'm i'm am just gonna play better because of that. I'm mm. not gonna try any harder because mm. this team still sucks. But just because I'm happier to be here, mm. like that, that 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 really matters. That really yeah,
1: does. Totally. Um, well, that's what I mean. I think the final thing, which is like, was just the final straw on this, which I don't think is rules fault, is that you took a shaky locker room. And you brought in the worst possible thing for it. Well,
0: I just mean maybe firing him right now wasn't the best time. Because mm. I was, like I said, I was thinking of it myself. I'm like, eh, I mean, what else can you do for this team if you want any chance to season other than to fire him? Mm. But then I saw, like, oh, Baker Mayfield might miss a week or two, and I'm like, eh, maybe not the best time, but okay. Mm-hmm. It had I, it couldn't go on much longer. No, so I, I get it. But I just thought, like, oh, maybe, maybe one more week.
2: Mm.
0: But now, all right, forty million dollars. Good for Matt Rule. Yeah. Good for him.
1: He's sitting on a beach right now, getting paid. He's just gonna wait till a college job probably opens next year. That Oklahoma job's probably gonna be open. Because I don't think Venables is gonna last the year. Think I think he, that man is a one and done.
0: You think he wants to live in Oklahoma?
1: Uh for the right amount of money, yeah. I guess. Out <laughs> of the 40 I mean million he was living in, he was living in Baylor, Texas. This Texas though. No. I mean Waco, not Baylor. Baylor's the university. <laughs> oh.
0: Uh, I guess that's the middle of nowhere Texas but it's still Texas.
1: Yeah, that's true. I'm pretty sure he would take the Oklahoma job.
0: Uh, probably. I'm sure if that's all he got I'm sure
1: he would take that. But I don't think he's getting another NFL job right now.
0: I saw. A I think he's
1: going back to college.
0: I saw, I, saw, I saw a tweet from Ian Rappaport about like
1: you know, after he got fired about
0: like oh, he's due this much money and how like the some of the fi- uh, technicalities of it and how like he can get another job and like he'll still get paid out and stuff like that um, but he Ian Rappaport he goes if he decides to get a college job making no mention that he will ever have another job in the NFL again he mm-hmm. said like you know he'll definitely just do college like he's not he's not welcome in the NFL anymore mm. like he didn't say that but I, I got that vibe oh time. yeah I think he's going back to college but like he just the vibe of the tweet was like he's not even welcoming and they're not even gonna look at him anymore <laughs> maybe he ruined that
1: might have he might have um but yeah that's my opinion on that uh we're gonna go to our last quick break of the show before we get into our final couple of topics and our tommy and darwin we're gonna talk christian mccaffrey maybe looking like he is on the trading block again a bit more serious this time we'll talk that london game and yes i'm gonna go at brandon staley again because he's an idiot <laughs> all right and all that we're gonna take a quick break guys Back here at Slow Your Roll. Moving on to our next topic, Christian McCaffrey. Panthers. Fresh off firing. Matt Rule. Clearly going to an entire rebuild. Are now shopping Christian McCaffrey. We talked about this a little bit um, in the offseason, because there was talk about that. You were calling Carolina stupid, Jesse. Do you think it's still stupid now to trade him? Because I don't. I do think he's lost a little bit. And this is the mo- this is this is the only time now I feel like you'll be able to get value from him. So. Before we get into who's the main suitor, do you think it's dumb for Carolina to trade him?
0: Uh, I am actually. I'm looking up his contract right now. Okay. I want to give a better answer. Him. All right, because it does affect a little bit.
1: But what we've heard about is the main suitor is the Buffalo Bills, and I said this during the, you know, when once we were leading up the draft time, is I think Buffalo should have just done whatever it took to trade for Christian McCaffrey because you don't have to pay Josh Allen a ton of money yet you're in the Super Bowl window and the only thing that you're not doing well is developing a running game, go get Christian McCaffrey and just go all in. You have to do everything you can to get past the Kansas City Chiefs. Add another damn weapon. Make your offense more balanced and be able to run the football. You give him the best dump off in the world at Christian McCaffrey. You can take it anywhere. A guy who can play anywhere on the outside, do anything. So Buffalo should go all in. I don't care what it takes. Give up a first round pick for him. Who cares?
0: Okay, uh, so after this year,
1: he's due uh,
0: about seventeen million dollars next year. Okay. So, but he's only being paid five this year. Okay. So, this is probably a great time to trade him. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a lot of value out of him right now mm-hmm. because you'll probably get more out of value. You might get more value out of him right now than if you traded him in the offseason.
1: Oh yeah, I think so. Hundred percent. With
0: that, with that contract, I think you'll definitely get more value. Yeah. oh yeah so yes probably <clears throat> now's the time mm-hmm. because you're not winning anything no um you're uh you just fired your coach
1: you don't like your quarterback situation you look like the worst team in the nfl honestly
0: really yeah i think they the are worst team in the nfl i think they are
1: right now than the bears
0: yeah then the.
1: don't the bears have two wins
0: I think they, yes, they do. Yeah. One of which was the 49ers. Yes. But that was Trey Lance 49ers. Yeah. That was that was so long ago, it feels like. I know. Um, it was another really bad team I was thinking of. The Texans are pretty bad. Colts?
1: No. The Colts do, aren't that bad.
0: Do you think the Colts or
1: Texans are worse? The Texans. Okay. I guess. I know, I know they just beat the Jags, but... Yeah,
0: but well, that game was awful. I was. <laughs> Ugh. But I mean, no, now's the time. I don't want him to go to Buffalo, all of which are personal reasons though. Yeah. Yes. That'll make I mean I mean he makes any team way better. Mm-hmm. He is I mean, other than maybe Austin Eckler, because Austin Eckler stays healthy better, but he is the most dynamic running back in football. Mm-hmm. Uh one of the best patch catching other than Austin Eckler. Still a great uh just the ball, When the ball is in his hands, the ball has potential to reach the end zone almost right. every every single time uh-huh. because he's just that dynamic. Like, And who, what great team right now needs to fix their run game more than any other great team? Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's a match made in heaven. Who's
1: I just, just chasing the Chiefs at this point? Who has nothing else to overcome in their division? Like I said, I said this on the draft time. They could bring in Christian and give Christian a month off if they wanted to. especially now that Miami's getting hurt at quarterback, like there's there's no competition for Buffalo in that division. They will win their division. Christian has an injury history, but you can let Christian take as much time as he needs because this isn't about the regular season. This is about the playoffs and beating the Chiefs.
0: Yes, (laughs) and I mean it's it kind of just like I said, it's a match made in heaven. It's just about what is the price Mm -hmm. for that Carolina is asking for him. And do you have the cap space? Yeah, uh, which I'm looking up right now. And you have, sorry, this is a tiny, well, not a tiny phone, but
1: they can uh, manipulate it. And you said it's only five million this year. Yes. They'll have to. They might have to make some changes next year to keep him on the staff. But who cares? Oh, they would
0: definitely need to because
1: he's worth, like I said, seventeen, 17 million. million next year. Yes. But who
0: cares? Just give me a number. Just put in big
1: numbers. (laughs) But as I said, I mean, look, uh, this is the situation Buffalo's in. They have nothing else to worry about than the AFC championship game and a matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. There's nothing else that Buffalo should have on their minds other than that. So whatever it takes. If Carolina wants a first and a third, give them a first and a third for McCaffrey. I mean, yeah, if that's it, I kind of think the asking might be a little higher than that. I I don't know, because it's a running back, and like you said, he's about to be a massive cap hit the next year. Aha. I I think you can't ask for more than maybe a first or a third.
0: They have $2.1 million available.
1: Oh, they'll make it work. So,
0: I mean, if you want to have McCaffrey restructure to make like $1.5 million. You could. Which, by the way, he made only like a million dollars last year. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's probably willing to do that if you would be like, "Bro,
1: the ring's in the
0: bag." If you come here,
1: yeah. Also, though, they don't owe him an entire five million if he gets traded partway through the season, though.
0: Oh, that's true. Like, that is true.
1: Carolina's been paying that week by week by week. So, yeah,
0: yeah. You could ask them to eat a little
1: bit of that this year. Yeah, you could. One hundred percent. Do you think it happens? I think it happens. I'm- where well, there's smoke this fire. We've heard this yeah. twice now. We know Buffalo's in. Buffalo makes all the sense in the world and you just fired the coach, so you know you're probably going through a complete rebuild once again.
0: The same baseball though. Big names don't usually get traded. True. During the season, but like if you're Carolina, like now nah, like you're going to get the most value now. Nah. That's why I almost feel like a first and a third might
1: not be enough. Because this is the most value you're going to get out of they're this guy. You're not going to get two firsts for a running back. That's not going to happen. You could, get, you could go one, three, four. You get three picks. I
0: don't know. I've, I would want two if I'm Carolina. Because it's like,
1: I know on paper he's just a running back. But he's not just a running back. I get you. But with that cap hit that's going to be next year, they're not going to get two firsts. It's just not going to happen. Now, listen. If for some reason that's the asking price, I'll be honest. If I was the GM of Buffalo, I'd do it. Two firsts. I would give two firsts. I guess if 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 it just came clear, I guess everybody. that that was the price, and there's Carolina's not moving them because it's Buffalo. Because screw it, I'm not saying everybody, but for Buffalo, just do it. Yeah. Because
0: if you, if you win, if you're the GM mm-hmm. and you win one Super Bowl in Buffalo, you're royalty for, to the end you're, of time. You're God. Yeah, to the end of the time. The
1: Hall of Fame. <laughs>
0: to the end they of They might make that. a statue for you. They probably will make multiple statues of you. They'll probably make us like, you know that statue outside Fenway, Gate mm-hmm. B, where it's like, I think it's like Yaz and a couple other guys. Yeah. It'll, have, it'll be that statue, just four of the GM, just like.
1: You know, you do a GM, you win that Super Bowl. Couple more years. It's a stressful job, you know. You, you know things could turn quickly. And then all of a sudden, you just go into politics. Here's the pitch. No, here's the pitch you give to McCaff. <laughs> you run. You run for. You run for something local, and Buffalo will uh-huh. vote for oh, you sure. overwhelmingly. Sure,
0: sure. But here's the pitch you give to McCaff. Uh, he's like, "All right, we only have. You're making five million right now. <laughs> we only have like two million in calf space. <laughs> but like, you know, things happen. We need to save a little bit more than that." Mm-hmm. Think of this, McCaff. Like outside of the stadium. Brand new stadium coming by the way. Mm-hmm. Big statue. Me, McDermott over there, Josh Allen, and Christian McCaffrey. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then we never have to play another down of football again. <laughs> we're we're set for life. <laughs> we don't have
1: to care anymore.
0: We're, we're going to remember our kids' names when we're 60. <laughs> We're not going to junior say our ourselves.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got reminded about him this week, so, you know, shout out to him.
1: Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you said that.
0: What? <laughs> shout out. Uh, you can't hear me, but shout out. All right. Yeah, maybe you can.
1: I think whatever it takes, Buffalo should bring in Christian McCaffrey. All right. Moving on, Jesse. Let's, let's hit the next topic, the London game. Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Yes. So, now you asked me yesterday. Yes. About like, does this change anything for Green Bay? No, not really. Mm. They still kind of suck. But like, so does the NFC. So I still think they'll make the playoffs. Like, this is one of those games that you probably should have won, uh, especially if you want to make that. Okay,
1: so where do you stand on Green Bay, though?
0: They're really looking like a wild card team to me right now. No,
1: so your opinion has changed because you kept telling me, but no, they'll win the division. Wait, wait, wait.
0: It's because Minnesota's a little better than I thought, not necessarily because Green Bay. Now you needed to win this game if you wanted to really win that division. Like mm-hmm. these those were the games like you have to win. These are the teams that you're supposed to be better than. I don't care, they're four and one, they're not four and one. Mm-hmm. They are they are, but they're not. Mm-hmm. Like come on, that's not a Daniel Jones isn't a four and one quarterback. Get out of here. Uh-huh. It's just like I said before, Brian Dable is just that guy. Mm -hmm. Now, I think he's kind of jumping on a weak conference, a weak division, some weak teams. You know, he took advantage of uh, a mediocre Green Bay team.
1: Yeah. Best. A Green Bay team that can't score in the second half. They continue to not be able to score in the second half. They can only do things on script. And then the minute that goes off script, the offense just stalls out completely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean like I said like the, it's kind of just more the same from Green Bay. That's why my opinion, yeah, I guess you want to say like all right, I guess I'm leaning away from the division and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But this team is what I expect. Mm. Boring, not any big plays. If they're ever going to make their way downfield, it has to be like methodical, probably get a couple penalties, maybe even a lucky play or two. Uh-huh. But it's just kind of, it's just so boring. Mm. It's just, it's there's nothing about this team that stands out other than the quarterback, but there's only so much Aaron Rodgers can do. Um, especially when he doesn't trust a soul. Yes. Um, I guess except his running backs, but there's only so much they can do.
1: Well, it was weird, though. They they did not run the ball as much last game as they usually I, do, I especially meant, the second half.
0: I meant throwing
1: the, the ball. The criticisms were they would just kept throwing it. People were like, is Aaron Rodgers checking out a run plays again?
0: I mean, Aaron Rodgers trusts his running backs to catch the ball. No, from, I know. Out of his hand. Yeah. Not to hand it to them. <laughs> no, no, no. He doesn't yeah. believe in that at all. No.
1: He's got to <laughs> throw it.
0: Uh, and, you, you know, but like I'm uh, more and more like, like I said, Giants aren't a 4-1 team. But Brian Dable is the best coach in the NFL right now.
1: I know. I mean, he's getting the great things out of that team that was a complete disaster last year. He seems, he's got the defense humming, and he's putting Daniel Jones in positions where Daniel Jones can be successful. That's
0: the thing. He seems to be that rah-rah guy mm-hmm. that just gets bad teams to, to buy in mm-hmm. and just play a little harder. That Dan Campbell-like, like, hell yeah, I'll run through a brick wall for this guy. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, doing it with intelligent schemes, mm-hmm. good play design, and using his personnel to the best of their abilities. Yeah. So... Ah, it's just—I don't know. As much as I just—I don't like the Giants for reasons we won't talk about. Like it's—they're kind of, fun to watch mm. because of the
2: coach
0: <laughs> and its wit. It's almost like, bro, I don't care about the play call. Show me the sideline.
2: I know,
1: right? Just tell me what's going on. So we had Daniel line. Jones, twenty-one of twenty-seven for two hundred and seventeen yards on a passer rating of hundred in that last game.
0: Especially because the play sucked.
1: Now, no touchdowns, no picks so I still don't ask them to do a ton. No,
0: it's Jared Goff in uh, on the Rams.
1: Uh, I mean, even less so.
0: <laughs> sure, Jared Goff. You know, I don't like Jared Goff either, but Jared Goff is kind of... Like, he's yeah, better than that. Yeah, he's better than
1: that. <laughs> Jared Goff is throwing touchdowns at least and throwing the ball sometimes 30 times a game. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know when the wheels are going to fall off here. Like you said, they're taking advantage of a weak conference.
0: Bro, that division itself is just
1: Way too good right now. Oh, oh, the NFC East, yeah. They're not playing anybody real, they're playing each other. I know. The one time Dallas got a real team, they got them at a perfect time. The Giants do have to face the Baltimore Ravens next, they got them at home, and then they have to go at Jacksonville.
0: Please, Lamar,
1: I know. (laughs) Then they got to go at Jacksonville. I like Jacksonville on that, and then they'll get easy again with the Seahawks and the Texans. So, I know
0: Brian Dable seems to be the perfect guy. To go up against a team that, I know we said, like, they'll probably win the division in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's the perfect fringe good team that Brian D'Ala could take advantage of.
1: Maybe. So, hey, in Jacksonville, though, I don't know. I don't if it, know. If it was home, but in Jacksonville, I think I like the Jags. All right. Moving on. I mean, I don't need to talk about a ton about this. We all know my opinion on the backers there What am I supposed to do? That's your your least favorite person ever. (sighs) You're overdoing it a little bit because this guy I'm about to talk about is my least favorite person ever. Oh, okay. And that's Brandon Staley. Yes, I defended Matt Rule and will call for Brandon Staley's job who at least had a winning record last year and now. And like I said, the difference is, is you have given a top five quarterback and you continue to mess things up and wreck it. Brandon Staley, have you not learned? Do you not have any feel of game flow or anything. So they're facing the Cleveland Browns on Sunday. Cleveland is a run-heavy team with a career backup quarterback. Minute 14 to go. Cleveland has no timeouts left. Chargers are up by two, and they got a fourth down at about midfield. And Staley goes for it and doesn't make it. Now he gets bailed out in the end because Cleveland couldn't even pick up a ton of yards. They had to settle for a 54-yard field goal which they missed. So Staley is very fortunate. What are you doing? (laughs) It's a backup quarterback on a running team with no timeouts. Punt the football. Make him go 60 yards. Show me where Jacoby Brissett has ever done that before with no timeouts on a team that runs the ball all day long. That's what they did to you. No, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for it on fourth down. It's not quite as bad as the Raider one, but it's almost as bad as the Raider one. (laughs) And again and again with Staley, the decision-making, the lack of game awareness, Justin Herbert in a game with multiple broken ribs against the Jags when they're getting curb stomped, going for it on fourth downs when teams have no timeouts and backup quarterbacks. Like, it just moves too fast for him, I think. It's ridiculous. And no matter what the situation, he'll just go for it. Well, that's his M.O. Great. That's what he's known for. I, I'm glad that you have an identity, but it's not a good one. He, It's idiotic. It's stupid. Do I even need to say the stats again, too? Bottom of the league in defense in almost every single category last year. Not great this year. They were the worst third-down defense in all of football last year. Worse than any other team. And Staley is a defensive coach. Continuing to go for it. Lack of game awareness. I don't know what more we need to see in Los Angeles and watch them make the playoffs. And Staley gets bailed out and he keeps his job because that's what the Chargers do. But like, damn, they should have just fired him last year. <laughs> well, fire I'm- him this year and go get Sean Payton. Somebody call Sean Payton. <laughs> Jesus. Well, Christ. I mean, with the defense,
0: like they brought in two very overrated players
2: mm-hmm.
0: in uh Cleo Mack and JC not like I don't even think Cleo Mack's overrated. He's just past the prime and he's yeah. not what he's he's riding the name at this point. Mm-hmm. Still got some talent, but he's riding the Cleo Mack name as opposed to what he can do now. And JC Jackson like I like him, but he's been he's been torched a couple times. He's got some of that uh Tevon Diggs syndrome mm-hmm. where sometimes he'll you know just I don't know get interception looking for interceptions, what have you. Mm-hmm. But, like I said, this is his M.O. And I bet he's sitting there being like, one day we're going to get one of these fourth downs and they're all going to praise my name. But they never get him. <laughs> they never do. They never get him.
1: Uh-huh. That's, that's that's my excuse for him. But, like, <laughs> like, I get it. If you're facing maybe, like, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, like, I kind of get it. You're facing a backup quarterback. A career backup quarterback. On a team that, yes, they've put up points against you today, but we all know what it is. It's handing it off to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and you can't do that with a minute 14 to go with no timeouts. Maybe you're scared of Amari Cooper, I don't know. He's going to get the ball to Cooper or, or People's Jones. So what?
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. He's, he's, he's thinking, like, this will be great. Uh, I get know. this fourth line, and it'll be great. <sighs>
1: and he was like oh I want the W now yeah I think it was stupid ludicrous (sighs) and and, and if he and if he had lost the game he probably would be the Darwin but he didn't lose it yeah but uh, also Joey Bosa's out wait do you wanna do you wanna videotape the Tommy report or no oh uh I mean I I guess I don't have any videos to eat today so all right, sure let's do it alright so we are moving on ready to wrap up the show Jesse this uncomfortable stage we got going yeah I know the setup is weird today Visible. All right, take it away with our very sad Tommy report.
0: Now, I didn't want any of this show. It's a sports show. I know it'll never get there, right? I didn't want the show to ever be about gossip, mm-hmm. like those stupid gossip shows. What are these, what are these famous people doing in their mm-hmm. lives? We, I made the Tommy report as a joke to make fun of that mm-hmm. because, we, you know, you fall. what does Tom Brady do this week? He doesn't do anything he plays football that's the joke Tommy doesn't do anything we're so interested in a man's life but his life is so boring and now we've come to this he's we've come to drama we've come to family matters and what his life is about and his wife and his kids and blah 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 and I didn't want it to come to this but now we have to talk about his divorce and how sad he is he just had a game against the Falcons Like, every time he plays the Falcons, it's a massive story because of 28 to 3. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And anyone can talk about Tom Brady as, like, man, Giselle, his kids. Do you think he hates his kids? I don't know. He makes out with them. Probably not. Like, you know, I don't kiss people I don't like. Except when you do, I guess. But, like, I'm sure he loves his kids. But, like, I I hate that we have to talk about drama. I hate that this – figure that I held up so high is kind of a trash human being a little bit. What? Ah, come on. Whoa, why? Just
1: because he didn't want to stop playing
0: football? And he doesn't give a crap about his family, apparently. Listen, I don't care that much. It's not my family. But, like... Are you team Giselle? No. (laughs) I'm team, why the hell do we have to talk about this? (laughs) I'm team, like, god damn, this is stupid. (laughs) I hate this crap. It's like, Tom... You should have just retired if it, like, was it worth it?
1: I don't know. What if they win another Super Bowl?
0: Then, yeah, I guess. The NFC ain't worth it. And listen, Tom, I'm sure Tom can go out there and find another woman. There's plenty. uh, Listen, walk 10 feet down (laughs) Com Ave in Boston. You will find plenty (laughs) of rich women that will love you, Tom. I know this. (laughs) They're everywhere. We We love you still in this city. Mm. So it won't be hard. But it's just like, I don't know. He seems sad about it. I'm sure he is. So was it worth it? Like, she she, couldn't bring himself to stop. He should have gave that. I'm sure she gave that ultimatum. Like, like, if you go back, like, I'm going to leave. But like, he's like, I'm going back.
1: I don't know. But Giselle, like. Marry an average dude then next time.
0: Ah, uh, that conversation again. They well,
1: don't, that's what it is. They don't do that. I know they don't. They hate people like us. I know they do. Well, they they don't. We're
0: too boring.
1: But like the minute some of them do. No, the minute that you make a certain amount of money or you're certainly famous, women are always like, "Yo, I have to have someone who has more money or at least more fame than me."
0: Giselle strikes me as that person to hate the average man.
1: Oh, I have never heard a positive thing actually about anyone who's met them. I've heard positive things about Tom. No, about Giselle. You said them. I meant, like, Giselle. Okay. Yeah. I've never heard a positive she thing.
0: Did change her pronouns or something?
1: No, yeah. I've just never heard <laughs> a positive thing. She's a snooty, model, like, snobby, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff.
0: I mean, I haven't heard necessarily bad things about Giselle, but, like, I just look at her and I'm like, hmm, <laughs> kind of a bitch. <laughs> and I mean that with the utmost respect. Like, but here's I'm, the thing. I'm sure she's broken many a glass ceiling in her life. Uh, but... What's that look? It's a feminist thing. I know. They break the glass ceiling. That's how they get money and whatnot. It's the only way they get money. They have to cut themselves.
1: Does Why that? Not? Does that? Wait, 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 wait. Does that count as breaking a glass ceiling though? If you're doing it off your looks? Yeah, that's that's the best way to break through the glass ceiling. I mean, yeah, but feminists try to say that. No, don't do that. Um, some do. I don't know. Well, They contradict themselves all the it, time. It, so it I don't, used I don't, to be, not anymore. I don't know. Whatever, whatever makes them win in that instance, they'll just say. Sure. They contradict themselves all the time. So I guess who cares? Yes.
0: Um. But, she just, yeah, she just strikes me as a bitch. Yeah. A bit. Again, with the utmost respect, I'm, she's clearly
1: a go-getter. She clearly Here's the thing money. that pisses me off. He left here, and some, I know there was other things. He was mad about the personnel, the lack of weapons. But part of it was Giselle wanted to move somewhere warmer and nicer. Yeah. And then she divorced him anyway. Like, what the hell, Giselle? All right. Just leave him and he's still in New England. Maybe he'd still
0: be here. Listen, we're going to get to it in just a second. But, like, we there's a scheme that I talked about. Yeah. With Josh McDaniels being an inside man, <gasps> we're getting the band back together. <laughs> Josh McDaniels is coming home, and Tom's coming too by himself. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he's got. He was better.
1: Where, when- where are your family, Tom? He was better when he was by himself.
0: Yeah, we're, we can be your family. Does he? No, no. He won three Super Bowls with Giselle. That's true.
1: Four Super Bowls with Giselle, actually. True. So. Did he lose one before Giselle, though?
0: He won one. He, he lost one with just. I don't think the 07 Super Bowl loss he was married to her yet, but the second Giants loss he was. Oh, okay. Because she had that quote. Like, yeah,
1: my husband can't throw and catch. Yes, yeah. I remember yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. All right. Should we videotape the Darwin? Sure. Like, do you want to? Do you want to do it? Or do you want to? Nah, you can do it. I'll let you do it. Could we do this? Go on, can you get us both on it? No. Nah. Let's do it. (laughs) Jesse, you take it away. You don't have a lot of videos today. Okay. I'll let you do the Darwin. I wonder how this drum roll is going to go. I don't know. We'll see how it goes on this table. You ready? Yes. All right, so we're ready to finish things up. Darwin Award, as always. Let's go. Drum roll, please. All right. And the winner is.
0: Josh McDaniels kind of spoiled it a little bit already, but why? I mean, come on. You know why. If you saw that game, you went for the (laughs) two-point conversion instead of just tying the game. Now, like, it's happened a couple times. Jim Harbaugh tried it last year. It didn't work out, but Mm -hmm. we didn't get on his case too much about it because of just situational football. Oh,
1: he was trying to win the game.
0: It was end of the game. His team is beat to crap, playing a good team. Overtime didn't look good for you. Mm -hmm. Go for the win. Brian Dable did it week one. Your team sucks. Didn't look good for you in overtime. There was five minutes left in this game. and it was four and
1: a half, but yeah. <laughs> four
0: and a half minutes left in this game. And even if you went up by one, Patrick Mahomes gets the ball with four and a half minutes. And I understand. The defense stopped him. They got no more points. So the risk almost worked out anyway. But even if you succeed you have a one-point lead now with four and a half minutes. It's not like that was the kill shot. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, okay, now they have to get points. Now they have to get points.
1: And by the way, if they drive down and score a touchdown, then you have to get a two-point conversion to even make the game go longer.
0: Yes. And, like, but even, like, they have four and a half minutes to get a field goal, I know. Then they'll probably still go for the touchdown because yeah. that's what Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs loves to do. <laughs> and like you know, you're obviously you know that's that's almost the kill shot right there. They then they have to go down and get the
1: yeah. And even and by the way, if they don't stop Kansas City on Kansas City's ensuing drive and KC kicks a field goal, then the Raiders have to score a touchdown to yeah, win.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like I literally they score the touchdown. Um, which was actually an incredible throw, yeah, by Derek Carr, one of the best I've ever seen him make. Mm-hmm. Um, and I at that point I was like, oh my god, that was a great play. I went and picked up my phone because I don't care about watching the extra point. Yeah, why do I care? And suddenly I heard commotion on the TV. They didn't get it. I'm like, he missed the extra point. And I see that all these guys. I'm like, wait. Why did you do that? And I'm just like, Josh, Josh, Josh. Like, why? And I'm like, did you think, because KC uh, went for the two-point conversion. Mm-hmm. He's like, did you did you think they succeeded or something? Did you yeah. think they went for the kick? Did you forget that they missed and you only you only needed seven here? Mm-hmm. Like, what were you doing? Yeah, but at least KC going for two, if they got it, they would have made a two-possession no, game. I'm not getting on KC's case. I'm just making the point of like, did Josh McDaniels forget that they missed a two point convert did you think you were down by eight I don't know like what were you thinking dude like it just the situational football just didn't make I'm not recording anymore oh okay I'm just looking at it (laughs) Um, it just it made no sense you weren't going for the kill shot it was still four minutes of football (laughs) yeah that and it would have been a one point lead anyway which like who cares I know you're Patrick Mahomes in the Chiefs like they can get a field goal. If any team can go down there, and I understand, like, they don't have Harrison Vodka. It's not quite as sure thing with kicking the field goal, but they can get to the 30-yard line. And at that point, any <laughs> NFL kicker is pretty money at that point. I know. Like,
1: Josh! And then your defense actually stepped up and got a stop, but you were down. <laughs> you were trailing because you win for two. Yeah. Oh, Josh. You
0: almost got the feeling. Go, Range.
1: Come back home. Just come back and be that's what, an OC. That's,
0: that's what I mean. Like, you're telling me he's not
1: an inside man throwing games? Fire me. <laughs> Please, fire me. <laughs> uh, I got a nice paycheck for a year and I can go back to my cushy job in New England. With Mac. Uh, I'll, teach my, Ma-
0: I'll teach Mac Jones how to be a quarterback. Yeah, I don't know.
1: I, I know they beat Denver, but like, it's more and more looking to me like Josh is a. Josh is just the coordinator. Well,
0: well, Denver also lost to the Colts. No, I know. So Col- Denver might be the worst team in that division.
1: They might be. They probably are right now. But uh yeah, it's looking more and more to me like Josh McNeil is the coordinator. Yeah. So yeah, like why? I don't know. Like
0: that's I-, I think Bill texted him like, go for two, go for two. Like that's what I do. I do I go for two right here.
1: Oh, that's funny. And then just Ha ha ha, he's coming back. All right, <laughs> so that has been it. Congratulations to Josh McDaniels. That has been <laughs> it for Slow Your Roll this week, guys. Looking forward to these baseball playoffs and seeing what happens. Hopefully, Garrett Cole jokes again tonight. Have a great rest of your week.